same as ooh ah, and Thomas too. Ooh ah, the same as she's the one you don't listen to. Fucking genius. You're welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just James. It's your host, James. It is so great to see you or see you. What am I on about? To talk to you guys. I got my beautiful co-host with me, Thomas. My gorgeous plant. He is here. He is fabulous. And he's been a really good um, boy this week. He's doing really well. It's been really, really cold and miserable in London. I'll be for about a week now. Um, and the weather is certainly turning, unfortunately. It's just the time of the year again where it's just going to get nice and cold and miserable. So it's back. The weather's back. Um, I'm definitely one of those people that um, doesn't really like the cold. Um, <laughs> saying that I live in London, which uh, is probably the worst place to live for the cold because it's cold eight months of the year. But it's fine. Um, I sort of I, I did have a little bit of research to find out if uh, weather actually affects your mood. And because, you know, when it rains and pours all day, I've got a friend, Michelle, who I talk about quite often on my podcast. Hey, Michelle. Um, and she loves the rain, absolutely loves it. And for me, I'm the opposite. Like I have to be in the mood for it. It has to be like a Sunday, rainy day, movies, take out, then I dig the rain. But when it rains solidly all week, I'm not really the best person to sort of handle the rain but whether um you know i sort of i googled and you know as as you do you sort of google google the responses and it's a, a lot of articles i said i found sort of said that it doesn't really affect your mood um but there's evidence to say that it's it, like where some people are mood people um weather people so like some people actually like I love the warm weather, but sometimes the heat can actually make people a little bit more aggressive. Um, they found that when the temperatures rose, 4% of people sort of reflected their moods alternatively. But again, when there's extreme rainfall, it affected people as well. But I think that there's definitely the overall consensus that like spring um, sort of brings a little bit more happiness. It's slightly warmer. The moods change. However, it can bring like uh, spring depression and anxiety so I think everybody had different op opinions on it in the end of it I just decided that maybe the summer lovers that people are a better mood there's people that um, are rain lovers or rain haters but I really couldn't find enough evidence um, to sort of support a conversation behind that so I, if any of you have any great information let me know because it's always really good to learn new things um and as you know I like to to sort of research stuff as much as I possibly can but the reason why I'm not an adult this week is certainly because I spent the day yesterday literally doing nothing absolutely nothing so I I honestly did not leave the confines of my flat I got up had a shower I then climbed back into bed watched movies for about three hours got up eventually had something to eat got back into bed and that was the like the extent of my day I went from being in bed to out of bed in bed to out of bed the entire day that's all I did so it was really <laughs> I was really not an adult yesterday and my um my use of my time was really wasted so Anyway, that was my day. I hope you guys had a really great weekend. It's now a new week. It's exciting. Everything's new is happening. And um, 
I am ready to tackle some new stuff this week. So what I wanted to talk about, um, a very dear friend of mine, um, we were, she popped around last week. We had a little chat and she said, oh, James, I really want to get a kitten. So I was like, well, why don't you? So she did some research. She found um, a breeder. And I think there's there's always going to be the argument, do you go through a breeder? Do you go through a um, rescue center? I think, you know, if you can if you can rather um, adopt and not shop, it's always better because there's so many animals out there that are looking for really great homes. But at the same time, if you do decide to go through a breeder, I think there's things that, you maybe need to consider and um, and sort of have a look at as well because you can't just I wouldn't just go through a breeder without actually like asking them some really important questions and I think you know when you're going through a um, a center that's sort of uh, rescuing kittens and things like that they'll obviously have done quite a bit of research or they wouldn't know where the kittens come from and they're just trying to like get them a good home but when you're going through a breeder I think there's some questions that you need to ask and I think the first thing is when was the kitten born so and that's a really important question because a kitten shouldn't leave its owner its, its owner its mom uh, for the, at least eight weeks so it needs that time with its siblings and with its parents to sort of bond and to to create really um, important life skills um, and then one of the questions you should ask is would you be able to see the kittens with its mother so why is that important it's because you if you can see the kitten you can sort of see at least that the kitten what the mother will look like um, you can also see if the kitten was farmed or from um, illegal imports, because if that happens, there wouldn't be a mother. Um, you know, unfortunately, you don't want kittens to come from like a kitten mill or even puppies. Um, this is the scenario I'm using is for kittens, but um, you know, this this lays the same for puppies as well. Um, you know, you you need to make sure that you know where that little kitten's coming from. You know, if 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 the kitten hasn't been with its mother, it could be really um, dependent on you and sort of what age it is and the, if the kitten is born at a pet's home then it should be with the mother for at least eight weeks so usually stay with the mother until they find a new home and if it's a breeder the pedigree um, kitten will have papers that come along with it they would normally stay with the mother until they're at least 12 to 13 weeks old um, so that they they are a little bit they're with their mom for a little bit longer and of course if it's like a homing charity that um the kitten's being fostered then again you just need to make sure that the kitten's been there for like eight to nine weeks before it gets fostered uh before it comes to you um and then the reason why they ask if the kittens you know being with their mom is because they need to know if they've if it's um been feeding accurately if it's been weaned off its mommy you know it does affect a lot of aspects of the kitten if it's had the correct nutrition as well um you know where does the kitten spend most of its time so the the scenario is sort of like if it was built if they were if it's in like a family home and around people and around children then you know that the kitten's not going to be stressed out by sort of like the home environment tvs um your children loud noises if you have other pets and uh if it's been born outside the house and sort of like in a pen in the back garden you also need to then you know it sort of really hasn't been well socialized into the home and that's really important because if you're bringing it in as a home kit as like a home pet and stuff there might be quite a lot of things that you have to introduce the kitten to that you would like in a, in a, if it's been in a home already it would have already been um been sort of um brought to those sort of things like some breeders now actually stop grooming puppies from like a week they just sort of make sure that the raises 
and the noise of the razors being around them so that they are actually completely used to it. So by the time you get them home, they're actually very cool with being groomed. And I think that's really cool. Even if it's just sort of putting like the noises, the scissors near their ears, they just get completely used to that. And I would sort of start bringing that into your puppy's um, world really, really soon so they get used to grooming. Even if you just take them to the groomers, they have a little sn sniff around, do the same thing with a vet as well give them snacks when they like pay any attention to anything and then they sort of leave again so they, they disassociate the vet or the groomer with being something like quite aggressive for them that's always a really good thing knowing if the kitten uh on like i said all puppy has any brothers and sisters it's really good to know because if they're raised along with other animals and that other pets they sort of get to they bond a little bit better they'll be better with your current animals or any future animals that you want to get as well and then if they, if they know anything about the father of the kitten, unfortunately, sometimes it's a little bit different to dogs because cats can just sort of come home pregnant sometimes. Uh, but it'll be good to know if you know, especially if it's not a non-pedigree cat, um, you know, you sort of know where, where the father comes from, you know, is the cat friendly? That's always a really good question. You know, kittens is really hard to tell because sometimes they just don't pay enough attention to you. But the owners, well, the current owners should know a little bit more about their temperament and what they like. You know, has the kitten interacted positively with different people? What is she like or he like with sounds, sight, smells, uh, vacuums, TVs, other people? You know, all of those things are really important because you would have to be, you know, you want to be able to live your most normal life that you currently have. And because cats have got such complex sensories, you know, there's different sights and smells that are really important. And if they, they need to have the confidence around those things in your home or you know that, uh, that kitten has no experience with those things. So, you know, you need to introduce them into all of that. It's really, really important. And then is the kitten on solid food? So if they're fully weaned, are they able to survive without their mom? You know, you need to make sure that they're completely weaned off their mom before you bring them home, because then suddenly you're going to put them on, on solid food instead of the mom. And um, the chances of getting a runny tummy and all of that are really, really high. So is, is the, uh, kitten hand reared was it you know is it fed by a human by bottle you know hand reared kittens um although you know despite the best intention of the human mother often um are difficult to rear as well because some of that can affect their behavior they can be a little bit more needy they could be more boisterous or less self-controlled um you know there's there's different scenarios because they haven't had that interaction with their mom and of course, one of the biggest things to know is, is, the, is the kitten healthy? You know, has the kitten been um, ill in any, in any point of their lives? Have they had all of their injections? Uh, is the kitten likely to be long haired is another question as well. You know, getting hair and stuff and grooming for the coat. Um, you know, you've got to think about the, the grooming, the matting, the, you know, being able to buy the right products to make sure that your cat's groomed correctly. That's really important. Obviously, the breed of the kitten is really important. Does the owner even know what the breed is? Uh, you know, if you're in particular looking for a pedigree cat uh, and suddenly you've got this little mongrel that looks like it came off the side of the road, you need to know all of those things. And of course, that you can give them the best care as possible. You know, some cats like Siamese would um, maybe be a little bit more attention-seeking or noisy, and then other breeds may be a little bit quieter, more reserved. So the breed of the cat affects it, and I think researching the breed you're gonna get is really important as well. And does the cat interact positively with dogs? So if you have a dog, if you have um, 
dog-friendly friends that bring their puppy around or dog around, you need to know if that, if that little kitten is going to be able to sort of handle um, the, you know, the, the scenario. And if you're in particular looking for, for a, um, a um, pet, it's all on my brain. If you're looking for a pedigree kitten, you need to make sure that it's obviously registered with the correct organizations. You know, I think there's some like the GCCF, I think it is. Are they registered with them? You know, are they registered with the local breeding? It's really important, you know, if there's um, if there's different, uh, you know, organizations that the kitten needs to be uh, registered into, has that been done? Are you buying from a breeder online? Can you see the pictures of the kitten? It's really important that you can see what the kitten looks like. Um, if there's a specific breed that you're looking for in particular, are there in any inherent problems? Uh, you know, is there any particular disorders that you need to know about? Because all of that can affect you. You don't want to be spending this poor little kitty's life um, in vets for them, trying to like keep them healthy and safe. Uh, has the mother or father had any surgical procedures? Because that could be inherited into the kitten as well. Um, did you do, do you intend to breed with the kitten? I think that's a really good question. Obviously, not the actual kitten, but when it becomes a cat. Um, but I think also, you know, when you visit the kitten as well, is can you see the kitten with the mom? You know, is it's vital that you sort of see that scenario, have a look at the mom cat. Is the mom cat healthy? Um, is the kitten confident and happy to interact with the other kittens? I think having a look at how they behave is really, really good. Um, how many other kittens are in the pack? You know, are they in the pack? In the litter? Uh, you know, are there other kittens in the home? You know, there's so many things you need to be having a look at. Is the kitten's environment clean? Is their food and water clean, their litter tray? Because, you know, they if they're, they could spread diseases into your home if they're coming from like a really dirty house as well, especially if you've got other cats that you've got to think about. You know, were, was the kitten's ears clean? Is there any debris in the ears? Were their eyes clean and bright? You know, can they see clearly? clearly? Were, were they watering? Were they, was there any color discharge? Was the coat clean and free from parasites? Was, you know, if they're full of like fleas, that's not a really good, um, you know, you could be passing those fleas back onto your home, bringing fleas into your house and suddenly have this infestation that you're trying to get rid of. Is their nose clean? Um, there should be no discharge coming out of the kitten's nose. Does they have any problems with their movement? Uh, is there any area under the tail that's clean? Is the kitten bright and lively? All of those scenarios need to be taken into account. Has the kitten been dewormed already? Has it been treated for fleas? I'm sorry, guys, I can actually hear the trains outside my flat today. They are so loud. And I've tried to close all the windows, but I'm struggling with them. So if you can hear them like I can, I do truly apologize. Um, for my regular listeners, you'll know so well that I'm always complaining about the trains. But I love doing this podcast, and I think it sort of makes it a little bit... Um, it's part of the ambiance these days. <laughs> and then is the kitten vaccinated when you take it home? Because you would have to take those fees into consideration. Will it be neutered when you take it home? Because you have to neuter your pets if you're not going to be breeding them. Um, it's really important that that's done. Are they microchipped? That's another really good question. Uh, have you got kitten insurance? Are you going to insure your kitten from any uh, is there a sort of a temporary insurance that they have until you're able to sort of get your, yourself onto your onto an insurance? I didn't have my dogs on insurance when I first moved to the UK. It wasn't a really big thing in South Africa. 
So I've when I moved to the UK, I brought my two dogs over with me who have subsequently over time died of old age and I miss them terribly, but I'm not quite ready for another pet just yet. And that's why I have beautiful Thomas, my plant. But um, I had the mistake of not having um, pet insurance and my beautiful um, pedigree Springer Spaniel uh, Tallulah, she got dog leukemia in the, in the later end of her life. And um, she was a very, very ill baby at the very end. And unfortunately, you know, when, when your dog's health's at risk, you will do anything to make sure that they, you know, they live their, the, the last of their lives out to the best that you can. And I didn't have dog insurance on her. And I, my, at the time, thank goodness, my beautiful aunt offered to put it on her credit card. But I think my vet bills were, were exceptionally high. In those days, probably, I, I think her, the sort of the, the care at the end of her life was about two and a half thousand pounds, which I just didn't have. And, um, you know, of course you just want the best for her as well. So I would honestly, if I'd known about dog insurance in those days, I certainly would have had it, but don't take the risk of not having your animals on insurance and something happening to them. And then suddenly you've got these massive vet bills to fork out. Um, it's, it's a lesson I certainly learned the hard way and something I'll always remember in the future if I do get another pet. Um, but anyway, back to what I say. Uh, is the kitten eating healthy? Um, you know, what is, what is the kitten being, what is the litter being used for? You know, sometimes kittens are bred for specific reasons. Um, you know, you don't want it to sort of be a puppy farm at, at, at all. And at the very end, before you go, you, you make that choice is that are you, do you feel happy with it? You know, with it, do you feel happy that you could handle and stroke the kitten? Are you happy that the kitten will play with you? Um, you know, there's a lot of observations that you need to take into consideration as well. Is the kitten really nervous around you? Um, by the end of the visit, was the kitten fearful, hiding, hissing, spitting, growling? Is it approachable? Because all of those things could be really um, important for you when you're actually uh, looking to, to get a kitten. Um, and I think one of the things is ask for its bedding so that it can, uh, the bedding that the kitten was sleeping on when, you know, when it was at the breeding, because when it comes home with you or something that was belonged to the kitten, so that when they're traveling and they settle into the new home, they sort of have their smell with them and not everything is new to them. And it just helps them settle down a little bit better than maybe they would have without sort of having that. Um, but of course, you know, when you do get your little baby home, you know, you've make sure with the, up to eight weeks that they've had the first vaccinations, that they're, um, you know, they've, they have been socialized, they're used to the litter tray. And then to prepare your home, I would honestly start purchasing toys, scratching posts, kitten litter, places for it to play and climb. Um, you know, put, put its litter somewhere where it's quiet and accessible because sometimes that's a really personal thing for a kitty and they just, if it's in a really busy walking, walking area, the kitten might not want to go and actually use its litter tray. It might just want something really, um, uh, you know, private where it can go and that's why it will end up using your pot plants and things like that in the corner. Make sure that you have a vet, make sure that you've already prepared, you, you know, signed yourself up with a vet locally, you have your pet insurance, you have all of that going on and then once the kitten comes home from eight to ten weeks, 
is make sure that it's fully vaccinated with anything else it needs. Start inviting your mates over with friends and kids and dogs and stuff so that the kitten can get used to being around those sort of things, especially if you're really social as well. You've got to gradually sort of help the kitten sort of become as social as you are, at least used to having people around you so much. And if you start doing it from a really young age and just having people around, kitty will get so used to it that it'll just be routine and they'll be like really friendly cats. Um, I've got a friend that's got cats and every single time any of us come around, this poor little thing hides away because it just does, it's just so not used to having people around and any noise and, and like um, movement, it just really doesn't like it as well. So, and obviously help keep them really familiar with everything, you know, start a small routine with regular meals, make sure they get fed at the right time. Um, and if you really are concerned, then just contact a professional for any help. Uh, 12 weeks on, I would definitely stay, you know, spend time playing with your kitten. You know, mental stimulation is really important. Help hide their food for them, help them with their brain activity. Um, and kitten training could even help, you know, get them to come when you call, give them treats when they sort of, you know, teach them not to do naughty things. You know, you have a specific uh, sound. My friend Tasha was actually telling because she's just got herself a little kitten. Um, she has like a specific loud noise that she makes when the kitten's doing something wrong and she did it just to show me uh, what it sounded like and this poor little thing was bolting off because it knew whatever it was doing was was the wrong thing to do and it was very cute but you know they're still growing and uh, growing and learning so they get tired and you need to give them time to, to rest as well um, you know, and then after, you know, once kittens are six months on and onwards, they'll, they'll sort of really have settled in with you. Um, your vet, just speak to your vet about changing their diet because they'll sort of start becoming more, more confident as an adult cat and ready to sort of move on to other, um, things as well. So I hope that that's helpful. I have, when I was a, a teenager, I brought home, I had this thing, I brought home quite a lot of pets as you do. And my poor parents were consistently like looking after pets that I brought home. But uh, one of the things that I brought, um, my parents had left me alone for the first time to look after my brothers. I think I was 16 and they'd gone away for the evening. And um, I was like, yeah, mom, dad, I can look after the boys. We'll just get movies. You know, my brothers, me, me and my little brother are only 18 months apart. So he was 15 and Mikey was, um, was 11 at the time. Um, so, you know, me and Nick were pretty much looking after Mike for the night and I was, you know, 16 year old responsible adult. And I'd gone to the video shop to get some movies for us to watch. Cause in those days you still had to go to the video store of like block blast, blockbusters if you wanted something. And the boy at the video shop that worked there knew that, um, we'd been talking about, uh, me and my mom had been talking in the store the last time we were there. And I'd said, oh, I really want a kitten and obviously left the store. And he hadn't heard the other end of the conversation. My mother going, you cannot bring another pet home. And um, the, he had a crush on me at the time and had purchased me a kitten and had been keeping it in the store until I came in again. So, of course, when my parents got back from the night away, there was a bloody kitten in the house and um, subsequently kept it. And her name was Emily. She hated me, absolutely hated me and I don't understand why this poor cat just absolutely despised me but uh, she became my mom's cat and she was just such a, like an awesome little sweet cat to my mom but just literally despised me um, and I've always just been more of a dog person I had you know I got my dog Lula when uh, Tallulah Bell when I was 19 and she was like my, my best friend I adored her so she 
you know, Lou was Lou was my partner in crime, and I've I've never particularly been a big uh, cat person. And of course, for most of you know, I have a degree in dog psychology and behaviorism. I'm a qualified dog groomer, dog nutritionist, and I'm certified in dog first aid. So dogs are definitely my thing over cats, but um, you know, I don't mind a little kitty cat. I think I think if I ever did get a cat, that would be really sweet. But um, it's certainly not something that I've ever thought about getting or having in my home but you never know you never know so any of you guys that I would be godmother to all my friends cats and that will be the end of it and then hopefully one day when I'm big enough and ugly enough I will move out of London flats and move into maybe a home with a garden and get a dog but at the moment I just feel it's really cruel to have a dog in my home where I don't have a garden for them to go out and you know they'd have to like go down from the second floor every time they needed the bathroom and it's just it's a lot so I won't have a dog at the moment, not living in London anyway. Um, but yeah, and I'm looking after my favorite, favorite, favorite dog on the 14th of November. He is a black spaniel named Archer and he is my favorite dog on the planet. Like he is literally the coolest dog I've ever met. And I absolutely adore him. And I know he literally only has eyes for me, which probably makes me love him so much more. But he is a really good boy and a really good dog. So he's good to be around uh but yeah so i'll talk about that i have started adulting a little bit in the sense that i'm starting to really take multivitamins seriously and um because i now no longer have uh, dairy in my diet i'm taking calcium which i then of course taking magnesium i'm taking multivitamin every day and now i've started taking um calcium uh, calcium what am i talking about collagen tablets and of course i'm in my 30s i need to consider the, that your body stops producing collagen as you get older and that's where the wrinkles come from and why your skin starts to age so i'm taking the initiative to give myself better health um and sort of putting back into my body what my body may need but collagen itself is such a cool thing. And one of the things it does is, is it's actually supposed to make you happier. Um, in the se- oh, What am I talking about? No, collagen doesn't do that. That's what exercise does. So what collagen does is it helps with hair and nails because um, it helps strengthen your nails. Um, it takes the, brit- the brittleness away from your nails. It helps your hair grow. Um, it's really good for your gut, although there's no real scientific evidence to support that claim. Some health practitioners um, promote collagen supplements for intestinal problems, leaky gut syndrome, but I couldn't really get enough information to sort of like back that up, but I just thought I'd mention it anyway. It's really good for brain studies. Again, um, no studies have like supported it, but some people um, sort of claim that it improves their mood and reduces anxiety. But again, there's no real study behind it. And then also there's like some people say that it helps the weight loss as well and foster metabolism. But again, there's no real like benefits behind it. The only real thing that it's really good for is um, heart health. It is good for your heart. Collagen provides, um, it's, it's um, proof structure in your arteries. The blood vessels can carry um stuff to your heart which is really good um it's good for muscle mass between one and ten percent of muscle tissue composites of collagen so the protein is really good for your muscle strength and for functioning properly it's really good for bone um to prevent bone loss your bones are most likely or more likely um made of collagen and it gives them strength and helps to keep them strong so that's always a really good thing it's really good for joint pain um, collagen helps to maintain integrity of your cartilages 
and it's like a rubber-like tissue that's in your ears and things like that. It really is good for point, for joint pain. Um, and it, one of the like main things is also good for your skin as well. So it plays a role in like strengthening your skin. I feel that my skin's more elastic. I'm more hydrated. Um, you know, as I, my body's starting to produce less collagen as I'm getting older, it helps to stimulate that. I'm I'm very pro Botox myself. Always have been. You got, we've had this conversation. Um, but you know, because I do all of these things to try and stay young and healthy, I'm always trying to look for things that, um, that are really good and healthy for my body. So I've started taking the tablets. I see quite a massive difference already. I can feel it in my skin. My skin feels more hydrated. Um, but I am, I must say like the last couple of weeks or so I've been eating really badly. My diets have gone to shit. My exercise has gone to shit. It's just been crazy busy all around for me, but I am trying to do all these things to try and help. And obviously like, you know, I'm trying to like find time to regularly exercise because there's so many benefits to it. And obviously, like I, I mentioned over the collagen rather than the exercise is that, you know, exercise makes you happier. It's supposed to like help with everything. Obviously the weight loss is always good. That again is good for your muscles and bones, your energy levels. There's so many different great benefits to exercising. And I know better myself and I know all the rules and regulations, but I'm still really bad at doing them. So I should listen to my own advice, but sometimes I don't. Um, but yeah, I'm, oh, you know what I haven't, I'm, you guys are going to shoot me. I haven't done a conundrum for this week. I got everything ready for my podcast and I wrote down last week's conundrum, which was I shave every day, but my beard stays the same. What am I? Uh, and the answer to that is a barber. I didn't write you guys a conundrum for this week. I'm so sorry. I, this is why I'm not an adult sometimes is I sometimes forget to do the basic things I need to do for this podcast. So next week I will make sure you guys have two again. I'm sorry, guys. I know some of you love the conundrums and I love how much you guys contact me and give me the answers. Um, the last couple of weeks, I haven't really been giving the, um, who got the conundrums right. Uh, things have been just a little bit crazy on my side, but I will start doing it going forward. Uh, but if you guys do want to give me your answers, they on my Instagram, just James Podcast, or my Facebook group, just James Podcast. Uh, Instagram is probably the best way to DM me. I love how many DMs you guys send me. Thank you so much, and I try and answer every one of you. So, um, you know, send me send me some information if you ever just need to talk. It is Mental Health Week. Uh, last week, I am here for anybody that just needs to talk. And last Saturday, I have to give a really good shout out. My review for the week would be for a, a, um, a nail salon, a hair salon in Clapham Common called Hurley Burley Salon. And I go to a hairdresser there called Amy and she does the most phenomenal job with my hair. I must say, I feel very fancy at the moment. She did such a great job. I felt, I walked out of there feeling like the sassiest bitch on planet earth. I really, and every single person I saw was like, oh my God, your hair looks amazing. So, um, and I saw a couple of uh, customers today again, they were like, oh, your hair looks nice. So if you are looking for a really good hairdresser, go to Hurley Burley Salon. And I've been buying a lot of um, little bits and knickknacks for my house lately. Um, and where I'm sitting at the moment, I've got a, um, a writer's desk that I've refurbished that I'm absolutely obsessed with. And I found a really awesome rug for underneath it from Next, which is a clothing store in the UK. Um, 
and they've got a furniture department and I love the rug so much that I actually went and bought another one exactly the same for my bedroom. So if you're ever looking for really nice, like, like swooshy rugs, really nice rugs, um, those would be my uh, reviews for this week. So hopefully you guys can try those out. And for social media, I've been watching this guy on TikTok. It's a bit of like slapstick comedy. You, you either love him or you hate him or you'll find him irritating. But there's a guy called Tucker Comedy. And he does a lot of videos that you can duet and sort of like do like really comical, um, like 911 calls or like um, lawyer, you know, like you're the juror in the, in the, like reading your verdict or you're in a tanning salon. But I'm finding his TikToks really funny because I love the slapsticks comedy behind it. So if you're looking for like something really fun to look, have a little peep at, try that one. Um, but guys, I hope you have a great week. I'm going to leave you here. You know, fairy tales are more than truth. Not because they tell us about that, not because they tell us that dragons exist, but because they tell us that dragons can be beaten. And I think anything that's bothering you this week, any problems that you have, any anxiety that you have, just remember we can beat it all, guys. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful week. I look forward to seeing you next week. And goodbye, dream of puppies. <laughs>